Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! everybody it's the fizzle show where every week we talk about things that are interesting to independent entrepreneurs you know who you are you're working to earn a living doing something you care about or you want to because man it's real easy to have some crappy jobs isn't it it's real easy to be watching your life just go through your hands and just be like come on what are we doing here guys what are we doing you know what i mean so that's what we exist for it's not just the business stuff it's also like what are you doing here what are you about I'm personally very excited about that last part in my business partner, Corbett Parr. Say hi, Corbett. Howdy. He doesn't care anything about that. He just cares about making money. He's, uh, he's like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Steph Crowder on the line. Say hi, Steph. Hello. And every week we talk about things that are interesting to indie entrepreneurs, and this week is no exception. Listen, if you don't know who we are, you got to check out fizzle.co and check out our blog there because there are some free guides when you go to fizzle.co slash guides. These are guides that are made to help you figure out the path of entrepreneurship. So check those out at fizzle.co slash guides. And now let's talk about the matter at hand, ladies and gentlemen. Corbar, how are you, first of all? Fantastic. I find it's important in a relationship you ask questions more than you, you know, just talk. So you're fantastic. That's good. Steph Crowder, how are you? <laughs> I am... <laughs> I am fantastic as well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it's sunny in Portland, and I'm a little bit manic, so let's get it going. Uh, today on the show, what I wanted to do is I wanted us to each bring a couple things, a couple two, three things that uh, that we've found recently that we think is, are interesting, okay? You know, as an entrepreneur, you never know where you're going to find something that's going to inspire you. I personally have, like, I'll speak for myself, like... In terms of tending to my creativity, in terms of tending to my motivation, uh, my vision, there's like little things that come into my life, whether they're podcasts or films or books or ideas or articles. And so every once in a while, we do sort of a current events, things that we found recently that we really dig. So that's what we're going to get into on this episode. We're going to share with you about six to eight awesome things you need to know about. So let's get into it and have some fun. You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready ready. for this. So Steph, you're so ready. I would love for you to kick us off. Do you feel okay with that? Yeah. Okay. I'll get started. So I think I may have mentioned this. I feel like we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but just in case people missed it or they didn't take it seriously the first time, I have to tell people about magic lessons with Elizabeth Gilbert. No, that's one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I got it first. Um, You got it first. Okay, go, go. So Magic Lessons is this really cool podcast that is with Elizabeth Gilbert, who we've talked about a number of times. I've lost track of how many times we've talked about her because Chase and I both love her a lot. And I didn't realize that she has a podcast. Not only is it awesome, but it's also really short. The episodes aren't very long typically. Mm. And I really love that because I don't really have a lot of time for podcasts in my life at this moment, which I don't love that about my setup right now, but it's just kind of my reality with all the different hats I'm wearing with the mom thing and working and all that good stuff, trying to work out, take care of myself. So short and powerful podcasts are like kind of my thing at this moment. And Magic Lessons with Elizabeth Gilbert are just awesome. So I'm still working my way through the episodes, but, and I don't even know if she, is she still even making new episodes? I don't even know. I just know that I found it and I love it. So if people haven't checked it out and they're into this whole like balancing creativity with uh, getting things done and the mental state behind like mindset type things. It's, it's a really, really good podcast. Mm, I have to second that. I have to second that. I, uh, like you said, I love Liz Gilbert and I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, I don't, I think, I think real men love Liz. 
I think is that it's I true. think is the bump, bumper sticker that I'm gonna have. Do you have any on that? And then Jesus World, there's like this bumper bumper sticker: "Real Men Love Jesus." If there's a Fizzle Show listener right now that has the "Real Men Love Jesus" bumper sticker, please tweet us and say, "Listen, I had that bumper sticker, or I have it right now." I love. I'd love to hear from you, just because I I think I I don't think I ever had it on my car, but. I was close, but real men love Liz Gilbert too. I think is what I'm getting at. Um, I love here. Here's my take on this. Okay. So first of all, this is how our podcast works. One regular people struggling to create something that they know they want to create amidst all the day to day sort of hubbub, all the, all the, the stuff that stuff like you just mentioned, you know, being a mom and getting things done and, you know, staying fit and all that stuff. Right. That's number one. Number two is Liz's excellent coaching. Liz will have these conversations, these short conversations with these people. Uh, And I don't know, her perspective is just so profound every time. And grounding, like to listen to her give advice is really great. And then number three, uh, she gets these excellent guest experts commenting on each of these stories and just their role, their, their take on the creative process. And uh, I think I watched all of C. Uh, like what, what kind of experts? Who are we talking about? Okay, so, well, one was Rob Bell, okay. who, who I like. Another one was Ann Patchett. She's a novelist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, yeah. uh, uh, what's his name with the mustache? And uh, he was the PC and the PC and Mac, John uh, Hodgman. Mm-hmm. John Hodgman, who apparently Liz Gilbert's like besties with or something. They grew up together kind sure. of thing. Um, people like this. And then, and then I, I haven't listened to season two yet because I was like, I binged listened to everything in season one. How, how many episodes are we talking about? There's like probably 10 episodes, eight episodes in season. Maybe there's four guests nice. or five. So there's five like interviews and then five. Uh, five experts kind of you know so every every interview has an expert that's on the next episode nice very cool stuff so anyways uh, yeah magic lessons with Liz Gilbert seal of approval from both of us that's yeah. pretty that's pretty you know you got to get into that well obviously now it's it's Chase and Steph that are telling you this not Corbett Barr well, you know I, I don't I, I can't say I don't like it I think you'd like it I think Corbett would like it <laughs> I probably it. would he probably wouldn't barf we'll put it that way <laughs> The last time I barfed during a podcast. Yeah, it was one of ours. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Carvin, what's one of yours? (laughs) Nice. Uh, All right, the first thing I got today is I I was um, talking with Janelle Allen, who's a a Fizzle member, Mm, and she runs a a site called Zen Courses, which teaches people how to build more effective online Mm. training, Yeah, which, as you know, there's a lot of these days. A lot of people are making courses. Yeah, And I was talking to to, um, Janelle, and as we were wrapping up, she knows that my wife is a fine artist. Jessalyn is a painter here in, yeah. in Portland. And Janelle had just interviewed someone that she said I should check out. Mm. Her name is Lisa Congdon. Mm-hmm. She actually happens to be based here in Portland as well. She is a I follow her on Instagram. You do? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you already knew about her. I know her, yeah. Janelle was like, check check this person out. And so I did, and it turns out there's all these overlaps. She, yeah, she's she awesome. She was on uh, Jonathan Field's show. Uh-huh. Janelle had interviewed her for her podcast. And then uh, I started looking deeper, and uh, she lives in Portland. Mm. She's got this book that I that I bought on Amazon and, and read. It's called uh, Art Inc: The Essential Guide for Building Your Career as an Artist. Mm. And I bring this up because I know we have a lot of people listening to the show who are maybe on the more fine arts end of the spectrum. Yeah, and we don't talk about that a lot yeah. because there are some nuances. Yeah, in terms of how to treat your art as a business. Totally. And she does a good job of explaining it. Lisa is a self-taught artist. She didn't start until she was around 30 or so. Mm. And uh, she's an illustrator, but also does 
uh, fine art. She teaches courses. She's on Creative Live. I also watched an interview with her on Creative Live. Mm. And she's an author. She's written several books, including this one. So that's a great book for people who are looking yeah. to grow their art as a business. It's only a buck ninety nine on Kindle. And uh, in the show notes for this, I'll also include the interview that she did with Janelle Allen for the Zen Courses show, nice. where she talks about platforms like Skillshare and Creative Bug and Creative mm. Live and what it's like to work with those and just kind of the pros and cons of creating online courses in general and how that works. Mm. And she talks a lot about multiple revenue streams and what that means to her as an artist and how that works. She's also on Etsy. She's been there forever and she's still to this day, it sounds kind of crazy, but uh, even though she has, I don't know, 200,000 followers on Instagram or something, yeah. and has a really big career, she still prints and packs and ships all of the things that she sells on Etsy <laughs> oh, wow. once yeah. a week. So uh, kind of cool. And you can follow her on Instagram at Lisa Congdon. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Janelle Allen, for inspiring Corbett on the art take. That's awesome. awesome. Corbett went down a little rabbit hole of Lisa Congdon. Yeah, so she came on my radar a little while ago, and I just know I, ne- I didn't do as deep of a dive as you did. Um, because she just looks, she just seems so cool. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I was totally. just like, we have nothing in common. I mean, she's so cool. <laughs> yeah, right. She's going to look at us and call us douchebags, isn't she? Well, so, Corbett, now yeah, you right. got to make friends with her. Okay, I will. Because your wife is a fine artist. You remember that, right? She's a fine artist. <laughs> she's a fine, that, that girl is a fine artist. <laughs> so, okay. What, Steph, what's, uh, what's one of your next ones? Okay, so my next one is a service that I just found out about. I was telling you guys about this and I just started using it. And so far, so good. This is for my podcast people out there, people who have similar type projects. Trint.com. So this service called Trint, I started using. I heard about this from somebody when I was out there in Portland at WDS, actually. Got in a conversation and somebody introduced me to this company called Trint. And it is a alternative to other transcription services that are out Mm. there. So I started using Trint just last week and I'm going to use it again this week too because it has already dramatically curbed the amount of time it takes me to produce my podcast. And it's really helpful. So it's really cool. You... You do have to pay for it, but it's definitely cheaper than other services out there because I believe it's totally automated. So it's automated transcription. So it's not perfect. Like you might, but you can go in there and edit it if you were hoping to like use the the actual like transcription file for anything. But for me, what I like to use it for is you literally just upload it within a matter of minutes. Your entire episode has been transcribed. And for me, I do these on the Courage and Clarity podcast. I do these pretty detailed summaries and takeaways at the end of my interview for every single episode. That's really labor intensive for me. It is one of the number one things that the listeners of that show say they like because it's kind of like this nice, tidy, like to tie everything in a bow at the end sort of recap so people can walk away and actually use the information from the podcast. But I usually have to listen through the whole thing, stop, take notes, and figure out what I'm going to wrap it up with. So mm. having it transcribed for me, I can actually just read through and make my notes before I ever start editing. So I can just record my intros and outros and then edit everything all together. So for people out there who are podcasting and really want to be able to see like what was discussed in your interview, if you want to be able to have notes or if you just want to do a takeaway like summary like I do at the end, using something like Trent.com is really cool to help you sort of just scan through what was talked about and get your head around what that conversation was. Because sometimes listening through it, it's kind of harder to like pin down what you talked about. Seeing it in written formats really helpful. Or I suppose if you wanted to just use that transcription 
to put on your website because some people like to read instead of listen. Uh, it's a really cool service. And I know people are always asking about how do I get this transcribed? It's, it, it can be really expensive when somebody's doing it manually. So if you're interested in having transcription for any reason, Trent.com seems like a really cool resource that I have been liking so far. Trent.com. Yep. We used, we used, we've done a, a lot of transcription here and we used a service called Rev, R-E-V.com. But this Trent, when we looked at it, it's, it's more affordable. Yeah. And if you feel like it's doing a good job, that's one of the it's, things. It's way more affordable. It's like yeah. a lot more. It's like more. a third the cost or something. Yeah. And, you know, human transcription services aren't necessarily all that accurate either. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you get it back and there's just like a whole bunch of weird stuff in there depending mm-hmm. on who you're talking to a lot of times. Yeah. And the turnaround time can be sort of annoying too. Right? Yeah, yeah. With with Rev, it would take at least an at least a, probably a two or th- maybe an hour or two or three sometimes sometimes a day. Um, but normally I was just doing that like after the fact, and whenever I got it, I would just convert it into text and have to do all this crap to just throw it into the transcript yeah. thing for us. Um, and we we tried that by the way for listeners. We we did some transcription stuff of Fizzle Show episodes to see if it would help us rank and and uh, in like Google search results because obviously so much of our content is in is in the podcast itself on our web page and and that's not really indexable at this point uh, or not contributing to or you know your rankings in search. And I don't know if we've seen any any significant. We did. There were a couple cases where the shows that we had. Uh, tr- added transcripts to yeah. ended up driving a lot more ongoing traffic because Google was able to pick it up. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's worth doing it probably. It probably Especially is. With a service we need to like, revisit that. With a service like Trent when it's so cheap. Yeah. So yeah. cheap and so fast and yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy with Trent. Like, I mean, literally I can hit upload of my file and it's usually like an hour long file and I can go get a cup of coffee and come back to my desk and it's done. I mean, it's super fast. It's kind of unbelievable. So wow. yeah, it's really cool. And it was like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. I think it's, so I think it's, yeah. So I think it's 15 bucks. If you just want to pay as you go, I think 15 bucks gets you an hour, but you can also pay $40 a month. And I think that gets you like 10 episodes or five episodes, something like that. So you can either pay as you go, or you can pay a pretty affordable monthly cost to get um, a batch of episodes every month. Yeah, and I guess it depends on your purposes. For In your case, Steph, where you're using it primarily so that you have yeah. better access to the material that you recorded, yeah. right? so that you can make better notes and stuff, that's perfect. Yeah, totally. If it's going to go on your website, you might want to check it out and then compare a couple of services to make sure that the quality's yeah. what you'd want. Yep. Totally. And then what we do in our transcripts, just for anybody who's listening, is I made a little like jQuery thing that, that makes the transcript in there as text, but it's collapsed down and you can click it to open it up and see it and yeah. go, it's all indexable and stuff like that. So it's not like this massive show notes page that's just like all the ums and the ahs of <laughs> and all of the, you know what More I mean? Like and ahs. <laughs> okay, cool. So Trent, that's a good one, Steph. That could be really helpful and useful for people. And yeah. uh, before we go into our next one, Corbett Barr is going to do his first ad read, you guys. Ooh, He's going to do moment, his first ad Pressure's read on. from a, a new sponsor for us, which is exciting because this is a sponsor that we actually use yeah i am stoked to yeah. talk about this sponsor today because it's a service that we use and love that i've recommended over and over again and they just happened to email us a little while back saying hey i don't know if you've heard of us but we'd love to sponsor your show and i was like heck yeah we use you guys we've yeah. been a customer for several years yeah and it might not sound like the most sexy thing but every business is gonna have to think about this at some point we're talking about payroll Woo! yeah <laughs> 
paid. Not just payroll, but also benefits in HR. And the sponsor is Gusto. And I apologize if I accidentally say Gusto because <laughs> I'm always going to say Gusto. Just for some reason yeah. in my head, it's a Spanish word, not yeah. an English word, but yeah. it, it's Gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And Gusto is modern payroll. They're actually payroll benefits and HR built for small businesses. Payroll and benefits are hard. Trust me, they are incredibly hard. We've had employees in like five different states at one point or another. Oh, yeah. And that is a major P-I-T-A. Yeah, that's a ma- like a, that's yeah. a. <sighs> and when you're a small business and you don't have some department that you get to just send this stuff to, to do, it is especially hard. Gusto is building the best payroll for modern small businesses and a streamlined platform for you to take care of your team. It's simple, reliable technology, and it's paired with great customer service. So you spend less time on paperwork and more time on what you care about. And that is what it's all about for a a company like ours with Mm. three people. I don't have time to be spending like hunting down some tax (sighs) issue with some annoying state just because we have one employee there. Man. And Gusto handles all that, and they do have excellent customer service. I have written them before with some annoying little issues that happen, and they get back to you very quickly with a smile on their face to make sure that you are extremely happy. The other thing that I love about Gusto is it's just one of those modern pieces of software. Like in the past, I won't mention any names, but I used all the payroll services. Mm-hmm. There used to be two primary ones that mm-hmm. everybody used, and they suck big time. P-I-T-A. They're just horrible. Yeah. They're just terrible to deal with. You have to have this like sales representative person assigned to you because mm. they have that kind of model. Yeah. It just feels slimy. Yeah. The software sucks. The process sucks. Yeah. And when I found Gusto, I was like, yes, yeah. this is what I need. So that's why I'm so happy to to spo- to have Gusto sponsoring us today because they are truly awesome. You guys, you can sign up for Gusto today and get a full month of payroll for free. All you need to do is go to gusto.com that's g-u-s-t-o.com slash fizzle and you'll get a free month of payroll today gusto.com slash fizzle you got it if i go to gusto.com dot slash fizzle <laughs> will it still work it'll work as well it'll work yep gusto.mx no <laughs> no <laughs> Just, thanks our thanks to, to gusto for gusto for supporting independent business and and the fizzle show this is cool. It's nice to have another sponsor. Okay, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do one of my uh, favorite things that I found recently. Um, this is uh, an HBO four-part documentary series. Mm. Almost five hours of, of a documentary here. Wow. Called The Defiant Ones. Steph, have you heard of this one? I have not. I'm excited to hear okay. about it. It's a uh, it's a five hour documentary film in four parts. Uh, like kind of like you remember the uh, what was the one that they did on the uh, making murder the making a murder oh, that yes. kind of stuff. You know, it's like it's like that it's like kind a of long thing. documentary. But it's not it's not a murder mystery. This is about <laughs> this is about uh, two visionaries that illuminates both their colorful past and their historic influence on the music industry. The subjects are you ready for this, Steph? So Doctor Dre. And Jimmy Iovine. Oh, man. Right? Nice. So Dr. Dre, Dre, as I know him, um, Dr. Dre. First of all, like, 
well, HBO describes this, and this is true, as a masterclass in how to work your way up from the bottom to beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. Now, you're not going to be able to do it the way these guys did. Like we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to squash this talk about working our way up from the bottom and being all this. No, the thing is, is you got to make the bottom the best place to be. That's that's the goal. That's true. the goal. True. You know, and I think that's what Dre was doing the whole time. He was just like. One, two, oh, three no. into the fall. Snoop Doggy Dog and the Dre's yeah. at the door. <laughs> Snoop. Yeah, but Dre made that a whole right. thing. And it's, it was that broke Snoop. It was amazing. You guys, this was like a lot of my childhood. I was a rocker, not a rapper. I'll have you know. But you can't, you can't. You, I, who among us that's like, you know, between the ages of 34 and 40 could have escaped the chronic? You know what I mean? I was on like the youngest, youngest end of that. Yeah. I think um, that oh, Chronic I, was my first CD I ever got, and yeah. I had to keep it. I had to keep it a secret from my mom. I had to cut out ten inch holes in the back deck of my Mercury Monarch in order to fit woofers, <laughs> basically for the Chronic. <laughs> so first of all, the the documentary is it starts with like it's like Bruce Springsteen talking about something like just like I can't, I didn't believe it when it when it was happening, but it was it was amazing. Tom Petty, yeah, you know, I don't know why why he had what he need what he had, but he really really rocked it, you know. And, and then it's like Bono, it's like, I mean, he's like a modern poet. I can't. That's not his Bono's. What is Bono's like? Like uh, more, more Irish. Like he's Irish. Irish. He's Irish. <laughs> why can't I get Bono? But he's got such a nice, refined, subtle accent. I yeah. can't get it. Um, but like, it's just just like uh, 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 Stevie Nicks. Uh, I don't. I can't remember. Will, all will the, I am? Will I am? It's yeah. just like all of these. The first first. Three minutes of this is just like boom, 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 boom. Different people, different people, different people, different people. Um, really, really, really incredibly made. Yeah. Uh, but really, the story and a, of and an unlikely partnership too. Unlikely, unlikely. They found like how they found each other was kind of weird. And then, of course, these guys went on to create beats by Dre together, sell it to Apple for the three point eight million billion dollars or something like yeah. that. You know, and Dre was effectively the first hip hop billionaire. Yeah, like for reals, yeah. for reals, for reals. So, and and in there, in there is all the Shook Knight, Tupac, East Side versus West Side Everything. stuff, um, all sorts of stuff. It was. And like it filled in gaps that I had no idea. Like even though I was there and I and I like it was in my culture, I didn't know anything about what was really going on mm-hmm. there. Turns out, Dr. Dre, total nerd, total nerd, is amazing. So why am I bringing this up? Because number one, I love the filmmaking. Number two, I love the story how it how it like impacted a lot of our modern culture. Like the things that it's more context. But number three. It's this intersection of creativity and commerce. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love things like this. And the partnership and how they each look at it differently. They look at it so di- so differently. Yeah. And Jimmy's career, the producer, I always love producer stories. One of my favorite movies is Supermensch, where it's this guy who's the basically the manager of... Anyways, if you haven't seen Supermensch, you got to see Supermensch at some point. Um, I like these stories of these producers who find the artists and do the do the like the commercial stuff on the back end for them because mm-hmm. they're like the guy who um george martin who who produced the beatles he's like i wouldn't have said yes if i knew that 50 other record companies had told them no <laughs> but but and he's the one who's in there with the knobs he got the he got them like let's put strings on this eleanor rigby song mm-hmm. let's do like and he was helping them make choices on their music even though they're like oh, i don't like that that's not like you know that's not very i guess <laughs> 
where they're from. But, you know, I, I'll stop my rant here in a second. But music is one of these places where you can see creativity and commerce intersection kind of slamming against each other. Like some of the big wigs from the recording industry that they interview in this thing, they're just these old fat cat white dudes who don't know anything. But there's just like it's like the entertainment business. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So they're just like, if the kids are buying it, then the kids are buying it, you know. And that puts that that puts money in our bank accounts, you know. That's what we do. So Jimmy sends teams to find these kinds of guys, and and that's why we allow Jimmy to do what Jimmy does, you know. And you're just like, screw you. You have you like have you know nothing. John Snow. And so to me, these guys who can who can both Dre is like kind of the artist who turns produce producer. Um and Jimmy's like just like just always been producer guy. Always. And so I don't know, you see that juxtaposition? I like it a lot. The Defiant ones on HBO. I'm glad I watched it and you should too. Yeah, and they both came from like really rough backgrounds yeah. and ended up being billionaires. So it's yeah. just a rags to riches story. Rags to riches, which can happen to you if you buy my new book and believe enough. If it's not working, you're just not believing hard enough. That's that's what it's called. <laughs> Dot biz. Believe harder. It, believe, <laughs> believe harder. Dot biz. It's also Justin Bieber's new album. Yeah. Believe harder. Dot biz. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Who wants to go next? Corbett, I think you're up. All right. Uh, my next one is a newsletter that I, I don't know if I've mentioned before. We did we did an episode. Do you remember which episode what we did on email newsletters? I'll look it up. I'll look it that up. That was a good one uh, for people who are looking for things to subscribe to. But there are just a couple that I get that I still pay attention to every week. And one of those consistently continues to be SAS Weekly by Heaton Shaw. Mm. For those uninitiated, SAS means software as a service. And this is a particular kind of business where people are subscribing on a regular basis to use your software. In a way, the business that we built at Fizzle is sort of SaaS. It's a, it's a membership model. And so there's a lot that overlaps between what we do and the SaaS model. There's also a lot in his newsletter, not necessarily about SaaS, but about entrepreneurship, startups in general, and especially about growth topics, including some topics that are aimed at startups that are probably a little further along. So this is good for intermediate to advanced kind of topics mm. that you might need in the growth of your business. If you don't know Heaton, Heaton started uh, Crazy Egg, Kiss Metrics, and Quick Sprout. And one of those, uh, I believe, uh, Kiss Metrics is venture-backed, but the other two are self-funded. So he's got a really wide background. Mm. Uh, he's one of those guys that if you're in the startup circles... You hear people talk about like, oh yeah, I was talking to Heaton about blah, blah, blah. He's sort of a behind the scenes advisor to a lot of people mm -hmm. that all of us probably know. Yeah. And uh, it's just a great, consistent newsletter with a lot of really good articles. One of the articles that I found recently, I was reading to you actually on the street yeah. one day, yeah. um, or just remembering, I guess, off the top of my head. It's called What to Do If Your Product Isn't Growing. And this is from Austin Chang of Initialize Capital. And I'd like to read, if you don't mind, just the first few paragraphs from it, because I think it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, pull it up here. I'll start the music. Yeah, you want to start some music? Da -da -ba, da -da -da -ba, product growing music. Ba -da -ba, da -da -da -da. Here is the thing from Corbett. <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep going. That was great. So Austin says, again, in this article that I found because Heaton sent it to me in my email, he says, as a founder product lead at Pinterest and a PM for a couple products at Google, as well as growth partner for Initialized Capital, I've seen many products, product teams struggle to grow. 
Many products start out with a bang. Some find product market fit with sustained growth. A few have gone through. I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) A few have gone through spurts of hypergrowth. But more often than not, I've seen most of them linger than fizzle. Throughout these experiences, I've noticed a common pattern that almost every startup founder falls into as they begin this journey. Founders launch their product, wonder why it isn't growing like gangbusters, and then immediately try to fix their growth problem. They turn to growth tactics like optimizing their onboarding funnel, SEO, or push notifications before really understanding what they're building and who they're building it for. This may create an initial burst of short-term growth, but ultimately it leads to high churn of your possible customers while ignoring problems in the core product. Before trying different growth tactics like throwing spaghetti at a wall, startups need to take a fresh look at their users, evaluate their product and goals, and redefine the journey they want their users to take to get there. Here are some tips that help define a path which will clarify the different steps needed to unlock product growth. So I'll let you guys check this out in the show notes. The uh, show notes are going to be at fizzleshow.co slash 226. And uh, in this, you'll learn what startups usually do to grow a product in the beginning and what they should do instead. And you'll find a link to SaaS Weekly by Heaton Shaw, mm. which is highly recommended, again, yeah. for people who are looking to grow their startup, whether it's a SaaS startup or not. That's awesome. And I added a link to our uh, article. It was Fizzle Show 188. That's the 10 really great newsletters to check out. Uh, email newsletters. Awesome. So you got that going for you. Uh, cool. That's a good one, Corbett. That's good. Steph, you got another one for us? I do. Okay, so I, I I don't think I've talked about this one before. If I have, you guys can stop me because it's something I've known about for a while that I'm revisiting right now. This is going to be a little bit weird and I'm opening myself up to some dude commentary, I understand, but I'm oh, no. doing this one for the ladies, okay? So How just... about I do some music again? <laughs> no, I cannot no. do it. <laughs> so this is, this is a book slash resource that I love and for... For our women who are listening, you absolutely have to check this out if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's a book called Woman Code by Alisa mm. Vitti. And mm. this might not feel like it has anything to do with business, but it does. I'll kind of circle around it here for a second. But Woman Code is this incredible book. It's all about hormones and female hormones especially. And it's really interesting. This book explores the fact that men have a very different hormone cycle than women do, right? Women's hormones are on a monthly cycle and men, their hormones basically reset every 24 hours. So this author, Elisa Vitti, basically says, why the heck are women eating in the same way that men are when our hormone cycles are completely different? And it is absolutely fascinating. I have now passed this book on to probably a dozen of my friends. And I'm telling you, this book and the philosophies in it are responsible for people becoming pregnant who could not before, uh, eliminating all kinds of stress and health issues, uh, pains, sleeping stuff. It is crazy how much of our like the the infrastructure of our health is built on our hormones and we don't really pay attention to this. So this book is fascinating. It actually explores what foods women should be eating 
depending on what their hormones are doing throughout the month. And it's crazy. Like different foods will help support the hormone system depending on what's going on in your body. So it's an incredible just Bible that I am revisiting. I kind of stopped paying attention to this when I went through pregnancy and stuff because that's a whole other can of worms that you can't, you just have to kind of like ride that wave. But I'm getting back to it now. And from a business perspective or from a work perspective, you know, eliminating things like brain fog, sleeping better, just really feeling like you are feeling good in your body. Like if we all live in the home that is our body, this is a super mm. cool resource. So for our female listeners, you guys have to check out Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. Or if you're just a dude who has a lady in your, li- in, in your life, you really want her to check out this book because it's awesome, awesome, awesome. I can't recommend it enough. So that's Woman Code mm. by Elisa Vitti. Mm, so yeah. um, Chase, do you, do you want to mansplain back? What- yeah, let me guys, <laughs> let me explain, let me explain what you want to about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my wife, my wife real, like got that book too, and she was really into it yeah. for a while. So, uh, and I remember hearing about that from somebody before. It sounds like sounds like for the woman world. I mean, it sounds like a big deal. It sounds it like is. it can it like it, it. I don't know. I don't know. Do men have hormones? Yeah, like, you guys <laughs> have hormones. Do we have emotions. <laughs> like, what is man? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That sounds like it's one of those things where where we're just starting the. the I don't know how I want to say this, but it's almost like if the science is, is starting to really start to get online, yeah. you know, yes, where we're starting to understand some of this stuff. Well, I think people, you know, in general, it, it doesn't seem plausible that the any number of symptoms and things that we all feel have to do with what we put in our body. And what we're finding more and more is it absolutely has to do with it, which is intimidating, but I think also should be comforting for people because there's a lot that we can, we can kind of take back our health if we can just learn more about it. So Mm. I think it's really empowering to understand, especially as a woman, like what's actually going on in your body. It's really, uh, and I have found that it has translated to business success for me too, because when you feel empowered in your own body, it absolutely spills over into the work you're doing. So it's it's interesting, right? As an entrepreneur, you know, I feel like health becomes so much more important because mm. you yes. realize how, yes. how like, you know, if yeah. you're working a job that you don't care about, it's like, eh, if I feel day, yeah. I'll just ride it out. Yeah, totally. But as an entrepreneur, it's so frustrating because you want to be, op- you want to be operating at yes. optimal mm-hmm. mental and physical capacity totally. at all times. And it's just not possible. It's like, it's all energy. Yeah. It's all how much energy you have and how clean that energy is. So like, if I'm, if I'm all like manic and kind of psychologically, mucked up like i might have a lot of energy but it's not clean it's not like it's gonna yeah. get me scattering and and you know what i mean yeah lots of ideas that's not the same as good ideas yeah you know so it's like this weird mix of and, and just if you think about it like energetically like like how much energy do you have it's just that and what i've found personally is simplicity has been a really big deal on that doing mm-hmm. less and focusing harder on those things that I know I want to be doing. Right. It's like constantly deflecting. Yeah, that's a fine idea. That's a fine idea. That's a fine idea. Why am I, why am I focusing on this one again? It's crazy. So I don't know. Maybe that's my version of hormones stuff. <laughs> but uh, I remember one thing that I heard from that book was, was crazy. It was, it was a sense of like sort of patterning your weeks um, with your cycle, your, your mm-hmm. cycle. We'll just call it the cycle with like, um, like in terms of like what you're doing that week, like how you're working that week, mm-hmm. yes. changing it throughout the month. Yep. Like this is more of your sort of like do this kind of stuff time. This is more of your do this kind of stuff time and getting some sort of a sense of, it seems like that could be really powerful if you really noticed. Yes. Like if you did it for a while and you really noticed. It, yeah. you it's know? totally true. And I'm glad you know about that. There's actually an app that goes along with the book that tells you like, Hey, this is actually the time where you could be doing planning because your brain is just like in the optimal place to be a planner. 
planner. Or this week, you should really do detail work. Like you're going to have mm. an increased ability to complete tasks. And I absolutely track that stuff. And it's and also, so not only what to do in your work, but also how to be working out, like what types of movement are going to mm. support your body. It's so cool. It's just so cool. And yeah. there are a lot of stories out there from people who had fertility issues or just like really bad symptoms that were able to resolve some of this stuff or at least support it better through this protocol that Elisa has. So it's it's really fascinating awesome. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and if anything, it's like fun to just try and yes. see what happens. You yeah. know? Like yeah. Try, what do you have to lose? Right? Yeah, exactly. that's another thing like with entrepreneurship is is that you're kind of taking your life in your own hands. Totally. You know? Yeah. So you're sort of like, well, it's, listen, let's see what works for me. Yeah. And it's all connected. I mean, it, we talk a lot in the fizzle forums. There's much, much chatter about mental health and how to stay mentally healthy. And I think yeah. that, you know, being in a good place with your body is certainly connected to our mental state, which translates into work. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, anything else to say on that one, Stephanie? That's it. All right. Uh, I'll go on to the next one here. I've got this. Uh, I've got this penchant for bags. I don't know if you guys know this about me out there in the fizzle world. What? Uh, here but, we go. Uh, Cor- Corbin is literally standing in a sea of bags right now. <laughs> when, while I'm talking, maybe you could give a little count, a loose count. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, I don't have enough fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I started doing bag reviews just for fun on the internet, making making videos because I like bags. And I, at one point, I wanted to buy a bag, uh, but I didn't like the way that it was merchandised on their website, it was just an image and like some text. And I didn't know, do you know what I mean? I just didn't, I couldn't tell, but I was, I was like, screw it. And I just bought it and I was glad I bought it. Um, so when I got it, I, I, I made a video and I sent that to the company and I was about to put it on YouTube. And they're like, dude, if you use this code, we'll give everybody who buys that bag from, you know, through your link, like an affiliate, it will give you an affiliate payment for everyone who buys that bag through your link. Um, and so over that was with a bag company called rickshaw bags. And, uh, since then I just kind of like every bag I got, like, which there had, there wasn't very many rickshaw started sending me some, I started making little bags, uh, videos for them. When you bought a lot of bags yourself. Right? And then I, I probably, yeah, but really I've only bought maybe five of these. I bought that, that one and that one. Mm-hmm. So that the, the, the Filson and the Topo. And then there was maybe a few, a couple more that I bought, but everything else was like, Hey, I do bag reviews online uh if you send me one i'll i'll make you a video and right. give you an honest review yeah uh, i make it really fun and really honest and well and some of these videos have a hundred thousand views or something i can't remember where, the, where they are but yes yeah, so they're getting up there um so anyways uh, what i want to talk about is this one company uh peak and in the show notes i'll link to a video that i just made on on like here's my favorite bags of 2017 so far um and these this company peak designs they just kind of they did some uh, some Kickstarter stuff. Really cool origin story of how they came to be Kickstarter San Francisco, and they're just like innovating across the board on bag stuff, like doing things in their everyday backpack, which is just like what what is this? And I really like I, like the everyday backpack isn't like my favorite look, but it's one of my favorite bags to use because of just I don't know how it's set up, the features, the benefits, the yeah, that's that one, Corbin. And then actually the one that I use as a daily pack right now is a tote bag from them. Yeah. It's not just a regular tote. It's like yeah, Corbin said it looks kinda like kinda like uh what little diaper bag. Little diaper baggy, yeah. And then but I use it as my daily thing and, and I love it because you can turn it into a backpack when you ride your bike. Anyways, um <clears throat> I just I like that this company is being so thoughtful in their design. They document their design. They they um, 
they really like there's one of my favorite things about a bag is when you get it and it's just like dude somebody thought about me using this bag what the straps would feel like where where i where i'd want to put my headphones where i'd want to put my laptop what it what i want it to be like when i'm when i'm holding it and carrying it and like when i have to pull it off halfway to reach in like yeah. you know what i mean little things like that so design thoughtfulness i'm seeing things like off the charts organization they just have a bunch of organization in all of their bags and they're really thoughtful that way as well. But then the company's marketing and positioning is just so superb to me. They're just, I think they're just nailing it for nice. this like techy. Um, I don't know. I like it, it's, it's basically an, like they are crushing that, that space in terms of their positioning and marketing more than any other company I've seen kind of, uh, like there's maybe only a handful of others I can think of who are like really like really nailing an emergent market as it comes. It will probably be a brand that stay that becomes like a uh, like a, a household name at some point. It just over the next thirty years, it'll probably still be around. You know, yeah. That's what's I'm really interested in seeing how what their what their life cycle looks like as a company. Yeah, you're probably going to see a lot come and go. I, I do. Yeah, and 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 I haven't seen a lot yet so far. But I mean, yeah, like these guys, and so there's the big guys like a Timbuktu and stuff like that and they're just they're just slapping bags together and throwing them out yeah great designers but like like nike with shoes just like right. they're fashion they're like i need a new bag and they're like 190 bucks and and so like you know the san francisco the tech people we all have we all like there's no such thing as a briefcase anymore like yeah. nobody's a lawyer anymore right <laughs> do, you, do you know what i mean yeah like, apologies to the few lawyers who are still listening to the show but it's like the the like we're tech Most people. people are messenger bag or backpack messenger bag days. or backpack yeah it's a tech world yeah um and and it's only heading that way more and more and more which is crazy to me for and me it's to also like everybody's working you know remotely and from different places throughout yeah. the day so you have to have a good bag totally you and, and your bag is a fashion statement too it's absolutely like a sort of an accessory to like like hey here's what i'm about so anyways uh i made a little video that kind of show that i'll link to in the show how many, notes how many bags are in that vid nine nine bags cool. i go through like my favorite innovation uh pack my favorite value pack my favorite so the, build so it's probably the video is probably about three minutes long yeah uh 30 minutes long. oh 30, 30 yeah oh. Yeah, it's a 30 minute. That's one of the things about my bag reviews is they get long. But there's like, there's like, you'll go through the comments and it's about every five or six comments. You'll see something like, how the hell did I just watch all of that? That was 20 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, I was like, I wasn't, I'm not going to watch this. And then I just, and then it's 20 minutes went by. <laughs> Cause I do have this good way of just kind of keeping you. Cause there's these, it's all these little jokes and stuff like that. It's, Cause I'm, you're literally watching me thrill. <laughs> yeah just like, like watch as this boy thrills on a bag it's pretty cool so uh, i'll put that in the show notes anyways check out peak design for their bags uh if you want i've got my my uh bag reviews on them if you're interested in them okay uh corbett bar what's your what's your next one and All i right. guess this will be our last one yeah that's my last one I, ha- I have one to end with that i have okay cool perfect awesome. okay Awesome. Cool. So, uh, this one's a little silly, but I, I thought I'd bring it up because there was, uh, prime day it was like what last week or the oh, week yeah, the 11th like or, the, or something like that. When was that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and I think they had done it once or twice before and I hadn't really paid attention, but this time I just decided to log in and see what was going on. Yeah. And, uh, on a whim, I ended up buying a Kindle fire seven uh-huh. tablet. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So this is like this little tiny tablet. It's basically the same size as an iPad mini. Okay. And my wife has an iPad mini. I, I've used it quite a bit. I bought this tablet because on Prime Day, 
It was $29. (laughs) I wish I had gotten one. $29 tablet, right? Yeah. So I bought this thing kind of like, well, it's $29. Yeah. And I also uh, had not been using my Kindle recently because the Kindle's, you know, the the old style one, which is black and white, just kind of limited in functionality. It's Uh, only books. And I find myself like surfing the web while Mm -hmm. I'm reading a book, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I bought it for that reason. I also bought it because I figured I could look at we're building some new software. I could look at the software on that tablet and yeah. that platform to see what it looks like. Yeah, totally. Just as another place to check. Mm-hmm. And, because, bucks. and because 29 bucks. <laughs> so if you bought it today, it's $49, which is still an incredible deal. I was yeah. looking at the iPad mini. I think the cheapest one right now is three ninety nine. dollars yeah. That's crazy. And so, so when I compare the two, you know, the, the, the Kindle Fire 7 and the iPad mini are the same weight. Yeah. Okay. They both weigh 10.4 ounces or something. Uh-huh. They, the Kindle Fire is a little thicker the, than the iPad, okay. but the dimensions are roughly the same. Okay. Mm, yeah. So you're holding something, it feels the same, but the iPad mini is undoubtedly from a design standpoint and from an OS standpoint, yeah. better in yeah. every single way. Every single okay? way. You're using the Fire 7 and it's like a little laggy. Yeah. Some of the interface doesn't work like it should. The browser that it comes with kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's annoying about it. Yeah. But then is it, is it, is the iPad mini really <laughs> 10 times better yeah, yeah. than this thing? Yeah. I, and I don't know. I don't know if I can justify paying $400 for that thing. Totally. So, uh, you know, and, and I was thinking about this. It's like, if you've got a, a grandparent or a parent or yeah. somebody who is like on their phone all day, doesn't have a better device to be using in the evening to like totally. actually read email or something. This is kind of a no brainer Christmas present or something. It's $49. Yeah. And they also make a version that's for kids. It's got a bunch of like padding around it and stuff. Yeah. And they actually said, uh, if your kid breaks it, they replace it. No questions asked. <laughs> that's awesome. So they've got some good marketing going on. It's actually, I mean, to think about how far technology has come in the past 10 years with yeah. this sort of thing. Yeah. It's like way better than anything was, including the iPad. So it's got like a, uh, it's got the Netflix and the, everything's that it's you can It's got all need those on things yeah. on it. Uh, it's got, you know, all of the Amazon stuff. So if you watch Prime or listen to okay. Prime Music or yeah. download Kindle books, all of that's like right yeah. in your fingerprints. In, in fact, when I received it, they had already like, added my account to it i oh, still had to wow. enter my password but they like we they're like we think you're corbett bar is that true yeah and i just enter my password. so they're pretty smart about all this interesting stuff. and uh i don't know i've been reading on it at night and it's working yeah. out just fine yeah that's awesome all right nice. that's a good one i love that a little tech buy from corbett bar <laughs> all right steph close us out what's your last one here okay this one is just just for fun and i'm hoping maybe you guys haven't seen this yet because i can barely talk about this without laughing because i just found out about it <laughs> but talk okay. about responding to customer needs okay we talk about this all the time on the show taco bell is launching a brilliant new lift feature called taco mode have you guys heard about this no no this is incredible okay so <laughs> Taco Bell, here's the here's the first line of this article on uh, Business Insider. Taco Bell is launching a new feature to cater to one of its most important demographics, drunk customers. <laughs> drunk late nighters. Yes. Yeah. So between the hours Fifth of meal. 9 9 p.m. and 2 a.m., there is a button on Lyft. I think it's just being tested in Orange County, it looks like. But there yeah, will be a button like on Lyft it. that you can just click taco mode, get in the car, and the driver will take you to the nearest Taco Bell. Oh just God. by selecting taco mode. Drive through or or Yeah, I, th- I guess. Off. 
I guess. It seems like what I want what I want that to work out is you push taco mode and then they just like they like they get you through the, the you don't even get to order, they get you through the thing, you get like a sample of <laughs> that's how I feel like I like to do Taco Bell. You know what I mean? You just get like a little bit of everything. One of like, each. Oh, seven layer burrito. Oh, one bite is enough of that. <laughs> I don't really need another bite of that. Oh look, mm-hmm. a Mexican taco or a Mexican mm-hmm. pizza. Oh, that's good. Yeah. One bite was good of that. Oh, uh, what else? <laughs> That's yep. I, That's the dream. That's amazing, Steph. Oh I just God. think that is hilarious that they are that insightful that they realize, you know, we just need to have a button on Lyft that people can just drunkenly click and they show yeah. up at our restaurant. So, which is, And they need a barf bag in the back of the Lyft. Exactly. Which is, you guys, if you're a blogger and you're not thinking about putting a Lyft feature together, then you're really <laughs> leaving money on the table. I'm Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. By yeah. the way, <laughs> we were talking about doing a, a faux Gary Vaynerchuk calling it very Gaynerchuk. <laughs> That's awesome. Stop it. <laughs> How does that work so well? <laughs> uh, very gay nerd Chuck. <laughs> My boy D Rock behind the <laughs> behind the camera over here. You know, a lot of people are talking about the Taco Bell lift, in there, and I like it. I like it. I like this button. I like this because Taco Bell is thinking on a whole other level. <laughs> Just like I did, Herrick Dalpern. Yeah, (laughs) Mike Farty and I were were joking about that. We're gonna—I think we're gonna probably do something on it. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be good. Well, Corbett Barr, Steph Crowder, I couldn't be happier about about all the things that you brought today. Thank you guys for being here and for doing this. Oh, and that ad read was so. Oh, on point. Yeah, so you guys, if you are interested in some payroll, HR, and small business awesomeness, remember, gusto, gusto.com slash fizzle to get your free trial and do the stuff. Um, so there you have it, guys. That is episode, what did I say this was? This is uh, 226, fizzleshow.co slash 226 is where you're going to go if you want to get the show notes for this episode. We have linked to everything we talked about there. I highly recommend you click some of those links because they're good looking. Uh, here's an iTunes re- review from, uh, let's go with Kokovan, Kokovan in the US of A who says, so far I'm just paying for this podcast and it's worth every penny. You want to know how awesome this podcast is? Well, I'll tell you. I've been a paying Fizzle member for months now. And I've only spent about five minutes within the Fizzle membership area itself. Oh, Coca Vaughn, get get together, man. We got a Fizzle Friday. You could jump on every Friday. Group coaching, get in there. I've had my attention scattered in too many directions to dive into the Fizzle platform and give it the focus it deserves. But that doesn't mean I haven't been getting my money's worth. You see, the entire time I've been a paying member, I've also been listening to this podcast. I started with episode one. I'm on episode 108 now. And these guys have provided so much value to me through this show that I'd pay for this podcast alone if I had to. And I'd still feel like I was essing in tall cotton. Mm. <laughs> I love that. That's so great, Coco Vaughn. And get in the fizzle. Come on. Send me a private message in the in the forums. Say what's up. You've got things on the... Like, tell us what you're working on. Tell we'll us what you you're working on. Come on, man. But that's awesome. Thanks for... Uh, I don't know. Thanks for jumping in with us. That was that was cool. Uh, so, dear listener, if you haven't uh, if you haven't yet left us a review, I'd love to read yours out on the air. I'd love to hear what you think of the show, uh, what your favorite inside joke is, or what your favorite gripe is uh, about us. So, say what's up at uh, iTunes. Click write a review when you search for the Fizzle Show. And that is it for today, y'all. Uh, find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time on The Fizzle Show.